the volume. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hi, everybody, and welcome into the Wednesday morning podcast. One of my favorite people, Dave Wanstead. I bring him on every couple months. I want to talk about Justin Fields, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, the entire Bears organization. But I want to start with this for about 10 minutes. Everybody's got an opinion on Aaron Rodgers. So one of the things I've realized, because I wanted to be Howard Cosell when I was eight years old, so I've been really opinionated since I was seven, eight, nine years old. And because of that, I've gotten pushback, blowback, gotten to arguments, been a villain in many parties I've been at. I am comfortable with that. I am okay with athletes talking about politics and non-sports ventures, being activists. But just know going in, you're going to get the smoke. And even in my career as a sports caster in the opinion space, about 75% of the people that do it don't like the smoke, and they soften up their views on the air. Rachel Maddow can handle the smoke. Tucker Carlson can handle the smoke. Ted Cruz can handle the smoke. Bernie Sanders can handle the smoke. You know who can't? LeBron James, who said, I hated being a villain when he went to Miami. LeBron James, who in the last year has talked less about politics. And you know who else doesn't like the smoke? Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter what you and I think about him being vaccinated or not. That's his decision. But Aaron 
rambling for 18 minutes on Pat McAfee's YouTube page on his show. That's fine. But he didn't have the self-awareness to realize he's always been thin-skinned. He's always been sensitive. And you ramble for 18 minutes on something that's not about sports and you're going to get the smoke. And then Aaron finally yesterday said, I'm not an advocate. I'm not an activist. I'm an athlete. I'm going to go back to playing ball. Again, I am for the athlete to have an opinion, but we live in an incredibly polarized nation. And once you move into politics, vaccines, legislation, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. You have to have the self-awareness to know, do I have a chin? Aaron's great. He doesn't have a chin. Kevin Durant's great. He doesn't have a chin. LeBron's got a stronger chin, but not a great chin. That's the reality of it. It doesn't matter what you and I think. What Aaron told you yesterday on the McAfee show is, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I want to go back to playing football. I thought it was funny that OBJ, once he was no longer a member of the Cleveland Browns, the first team he mentioned he wanted to play for was the Seattle Seahawks. And then yesterday it was reported he wants to now play for the Packers. Well, isn't that interesting? Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Almost every receiver in the league wants to play with them. And I want to be adopted by Elon Musk. That's not really the way it works, OBJ. You're really not understanding how the game works. They'll get a hold of your agent. You won't decide where you land. And I think there's a distinction here. Carmelo Anthony is a great example. It took Carmelo to get over himself for him to really ever over-deliver in his career. He was always a really good scorer. And then he eroded because he never took great care of his body. And he had injuries pile up. And remember when he laughed when it was suggested he could come off the bench for Oklahoma City? But the truth was, that's what he'd become as a player. Much like OBJ has become a number two or three receiver on a good team. And so until Carmelo Anthony could wrap his arms around what he truly was, which is a very productive bench player now with the Lakers, until he could understand that, come to terms with it, it wasn't going to work. So Carmelo goes to the Lakers. He is now averaging 17 points a game off the bench. He is one of the best bench players in the league because he came to terms with what he is. OBJ is never healthy. You cannot build a franchise around him. He is brittle. He can be, on a weak receiving unit, a number two. On a receiving unit like, say, the Rams, um, Dallas, maybe he's a three. Until he comes to terms with that, he's going to be Carmelo Anthony. And it took Carmelo about five years from being a starter to really not being capable of starting on a top team for him to understand it. OBJ, you are no longer a one. Nobody can build around you. You're simply not healthy enough. There was an incident in the NBA that's getting a lot of attention, as it should. The MVP, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets, shoved Markeith Morris to the ground in very violent fashion. Of course, it should be noted that Markeith Morris virtually tackled the MVP three seconds before that. Now, I do think as a a statesman or an MVP of the league, you're always best to walk away. Be the bigger man. Don't punch down. Literally, don't punch down. 
But this is something that was brought to my attention by a friend. If you're the seventh guy off the bench and you go and tackle an MVP, shouldn't the penalty be just as stiff for Morris as it is for Jokic? I mean, think about this. Hockey, baseball, football. If you send out one of your worst players to go after the best player on the other team, it's a pretty good strategy, is it not? Ooh, we both get thrown out of the game. Well, who wins then? I am not in any way defending Jokic. He's got to be the bigger man. But in sports, there are teams historically that have used that as a strategy. Send our scrub after their star. Irritate him. Push him. That has to be considered. So let's not let Markeith Morris off the hook. When a third-tier player goes after the star of a franchise and one of the top seven, eight players in the league, that almost feels like a strategy to me. I don't want to see Jokic out for two weeks and Morris get a slap on the wrist. There should be some sort of rule, some sliding scale of justice. How good are you? How good is the guy you went after? If you're a scrub and he's a star, let's make the punishment equal. Well, he's one of my favorite people uh, that I've ever worked with. Dave Wanstatt, former Bear and Dolphin coach, Fox NFL analyst, Cowboy defensive coordinator for Super Bowl 27 win, a Pittsburgh head coach for half a decade. And, you know, I, I had a pretty obvious take. I led my show with it, coach, which was I would lose a game to find a franchise quarterback <laughs> every day of the week. I thought it was the one of the great days. Take away the Super Bowl year. I thought it was one of the great days for the Bears in a decade. I really did. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. And you are right along with all the uh, fellow Chicagoans because I did two shows this morning, uh, two radio shows, actually one radio, one TV. And uh, the city is excited. You would have thought that we would have we won by 14 points. And uh, I, I think everything is predicated on do we have a quarterback? Yes, we do. Now the question is, will we be able to develop him to a level of an Aaron Rodgers uh, to the way Patrick Mahomes was to a Tom Brady? You know, will this kid be able to take the next step, the next step, the next step? But the best thing about last night, and I played, I have played, I've coached in Three River Stadium. And to go in there on a Monday night, I mean, they, they start drinking that Iron City beer at noon. <laughs> In Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I've done that too. Okay. So, I mean, they, the terrible towels were out and it is a deafening crowd from a noise standpoint. And this kid never flinched. That's what I took away from the game from a, as big a positive as some of the throws he made. Now, you know, he's completed nine out of 10, pa 10 passes when he's been on the move. Yeah. And they moved him out. They ran some wildcats. At, from time to time, they they chipped on uh, T.J. Watt. So so the, the game plan is starting, and I'm going to give him credit, starting to do a few things to give him an opportunity to be successful. How, what, I don't know. but uh, And I think the defense responded. The defense didn't play great, but let's be real. The Steelers had 4.1 yards of play. They won the game, 
But I mean, that's run and pass combined for, for our listeners now. I mean, four yards a play that. So the defense, I think when he plays good, everybody sees an opportunity to win and they rallied around. You know, Dave, one of the things I said, though, about the game plan and a lot of people on Twitter were ripping Nagy. And I said, listen, with Trubisky, I felt the offense was always all smoke and mirrors. And what it did, it fooled people into believing Mitch could be a big-time franchise quarterback. There was some deception in the game plan, but I also felt naggy, Dave. There were multiple times on third down, he said, hey, kid, straight drop, make a throw. Because let's be honest, you know it and I know it. Lamar Jackson's growth has been the ability to make that throw. And with Trubisky, I felt they were babying him, even in year two and three. I felt there were moments last night against Pittsburgh where they were like, we're doing a straight drop. This is 11 personnel. Go make the play. And I think that's healthy. I don't think everything should be deception because I think Justin, unlike Trubisky, I think Justin has a great arm. I really do. Yeah, he, he does. And I would agree with you. Uh, you know, the, the good thing that they did last night, though, I think that a lot of those conversions they ran the ball with Montgomery and Herbert. I mean, they were committed to running, you know, 20 some times a game. That's that's where it should be. And so I I think they were trying to keep the third downs manageable and they seem to be that way. I mean, other than the penalties, most of them being on defense, uh, you know, he had a lot of third down and fives and third down and fours where they're, they're, in the back of his mind, there were run past options and the defense knew that. And boy, that stresses the defense when they get to defend that. So I, I thought it, it worked out good. Now we'll see what they do. I mean, I, I you know, I, I tell you what, everything, and, and I'll tell you what I like. They rolled out, you mentioned that, Colin, two, two weeks ago or a week ago, the Chiefs were on. It was Monday night or Sunday night. And that comment, it was Monday because it was Brian Greasy made the comment on Monday night football. Andy Reid does not like the rollout pass. Doesn't believe in it. And as we all know, Matt Nagy, I mean, he's he's Andy Reid. OK, that's the only guy he really references uh, from, you know, being at the Eagles in Kansas City and on and on and on. Well, now, all of a sudden, I kind of see him, you know, Kansas City's offense is like we did when we were kids. Go out for a pass. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Everybody wave and throw me the ball. Right. And Mahomes. Throws it up for grabs. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, I don't know what's happened, but they have lost it. So I, I see Matt Nagy starting to turn a little bit and his coaches and trying to get, I think, their own offensive identity. And I really like that. Are you ready to amp up the excitement every college football Saturday this year? All right. It's called Colin Cowherd's Saturday Spreads. It's on FanDuel. Free shot at big prices. Really simple. I choose 10 of college football's biggest matchups each week. Make your picks against the spread for each one. And the fans who get the most right win 5,000 bucks in prizes every damn week. All right, my FanDuel college football picks of the week. I'm going to take Michigan plus a point to a half a point over Penn State. Why? I think the game means more. You have a more focused coaching staff. And I think the Wolverines are a better team. I'm going to take Michigan State minus 12 and a half to cover against Maryland. Why? Because the Purdue game was predictable. Michigan State still a really excellent football team. 
much better than Maryland. I'm also going to take Wake Forest minus two and a half at home against NC State. Listen, Wake Forest outplayed Carolina for large portions of that game. I don't think they're a great team, but you're not going to keep them under 30. So I'm going to take the Demon Deacons to cover minus two and a half against NC State. Those are my fan duel college picks of the week. Oh, by the way, I went 3-0 and last week and 2-1 and the previous week and 3-0 and the previous week, 8 of 9. Not to brag, but a little bit of a heater. Yeah, you heard it. A little bit of a heater. Go to FanDuel.com slash Saturday Spreads. FanDuel.com slash Saturday Spreads. Or you can just download the FanDuel app. Check in. 5000 bucks every week in prizes. No purchase necessary. Age restrictions apply depending on location. Void where prohibited. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. C-O-L-A-N so they know I sent you. Exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at Sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
as someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've said before, I have real questions. The Chargers rebuilt their offensive line in one offseason. The Packers yep. this year rebuilt their offensive line in one offseason. The Bears have been trying to rebuild that damn thing, that offensive line for three years, and they can't get it right. You know, I, I have my misgivings about the front office. I said this before. How can the Rams be paying Stafford and Goff, and they can still have Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, get Von Miller, and the Bears – aren't paying either of their quarterbacks, and they had to get rid of Kyle Fuller, an elite corner. I feel, I don't know if Nagy's the right guy, but he got Trubisky to the playoff twice. I wonder about the front office. How do Chicago fans view the front office, Ryan Pace? You know what? You're going to probably not want to hear this or be surprised, but they are actually, I think, happy at this point. I mean, they, they truly look at... It's uh, Roquan Smith, who's playing lights out. Yes. Who was a high draft pick. And they look at Johnson, the corner, who's going to be a player. And, and David Montgomery, the running back, is really, he is the lifeline of that offense. It all goes. When he goes, all of a sudden, everything seems to happen better. Mooney's all of a sudden become their feature receiver. Allen Robinson's, I don't know what's happened, but but it's all of a sudden, it's Mooney. Kyle Komet. I mean, there's, there's yeah. I I. I know Ryan Pace pretty well, and I'll tell you what, I think the guy, you know, I, I think it was a Matt Nagy thing, did not like Trubisky, that's why it didn't work. I think there's a I think there's a stronger positive sentiment right now, to be honest with you, Colin, in Chicago, I know there is, for what Ryan Pace has done as compared to what Matt Nagy does. You know, uh, uh, let's segue to four or five topics here. Um, whether you agree with what Aaron Rodgers did, this was always my takeaway, is that the quarterback gets the most touches, he makes the most money, he is treated differently, he gets the most commercials. And rosters don't carry six quarterbacks, they carry six receivers and seven linebackers. So I was very critical of Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, and Aaron. Of course, Aaron, I didn't know until it was discovered he didn't right but but i do feel like coach that there are certain responsibilities i wouldn't hold a middle linebacker or a fourth tight end to that i would a quarterback and i think that's what bothers me i don't want this to be anti-aaron i i said i thought it was totally irresponsible of cam totally irresponsible of wentz 
your takeaway on as if you were a coach and your quarterback wouldn't get vaccinated, would you sit down with him? Would you talk with him? Would you say, listen, we oh, only, we only carry you would you would talk to him? Absolutely, I would. And and try to do everything I could uh, to convince him just for what you said. And, and I think you've got it paid. I mean, it's it's all about the team and 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 trying to win a Super Bowl. And I would say, hey, Aaron, you know, under your circumstances, you know, the best thing for you, do you want to make more money or do you want to be covered by other teams? We got to win big. And if we win big, you win too. Guess what? Whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else, for you to win big in a trade or contract or whatever, you've got to win big. And uh, and this is the best thing to give you a chance to do that. You know, it, it, yeah, it bothers me. It bothered me from the beginning. And I was one when, you know, and everyone denied that Belichick got rid of Cam because he, he wasn't vaccinated. And there was a couple of other players in the same situation. And we don't know the facts. Everybody denied it. I think Urban Meyer had a player fell into the same category. But I could, I see where they're coming from. I, I truly do. And it, it bothers me. You know, we'll see what happens this week. I guess he's going to come back and play, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, everybody was wanting to see Jordan Love. That was, that's probably the real donor in it, you know, that he goes out and he doesn't play very good. You know what, Dave? I said this. Two things bothered me about Jordan Love. He's been there a year and a half. The game plan was so conservative, it told me the yeah. Packer coaches didn't trust him against an average defense. And the Chiefs' defense, Dave, they brought gas anytime they felt like it. So they didn't yeah. respect him. So both coaching staffs told me, kid, we don't believe in you. Because I always say, a, a, a quarterback, a coach will tell you what he thinks of his quarterback by the plays he calls. And so to I me, when I watch Justin Fields, Dave, I see juice. Every drive, I see juice. Jordan Love, he's athletic, but not Justin Fields. He's got a decent arm. It's not Carson Wentz, not even Carson Wentz. I didn't see it. Did you see anything? No, no, I, I would agree with you. You know, and, and the circumstances are different. When you know you're just kind of filling in for a week, uh, uh, you know, your mindset is different when you know that, hey, there's no turning back. This is it. Um, you know, so it, it, it's a tough situation. I, I get the only part of the Aaron Rodgers thing that, and, 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 you know, he was under so much scrutiny up in Green Bay. And I know this for a fact because of all the conversations and those people up there, it's not Southern California. They are hardworking farmers, tough people, and, and they pay hard money and they support their team. They own the team. It's the only franchise that actually owns the team and, and and i'm sure that aaron just didn't want to come out and say i'm not vaccinated <clears throat> you know so he, he just did not want any more headlines and any more he wanted to get on with the season and obviously here we are right now so when i watch the cowboys just get the living hell kicked out of them oh boy let, let me take a sip of this terry bradshaw bourbon on that one, go ahead. <laughs> okay <laughs> Did you ever have, because I, st I still think Dallas is really good. Dave, go to all your years coaching. Miami with Jimmy. Uh, let's keep it to the pro years. Did you ever go into a game, you were a huge favorite, and you knew after the first quarter, we're, we, it, we're, this is a street fight, and we didn't, we didn't bring our gloves. Have you ever, and you love the game plan, and you love the week of practice. Did you have those? 
Oh yeah. I, I think that every coach does, you know, it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a, a trap game as we call it. And, uh, you know, the toughest game that I always said this, when coaches earn their money, it's with the games when their team's winning and they're playing opponent, that's a lesser opponent. That's when you really have to earn your money as a head coach. I mean, you know, when, when the Cowboys are playing the, the Rams, come on. I mean, the guy selling popcorn is motivated. You, you don't, that's, there's nothing there going on. I mean, from a head coach's standpoint, but when you are playing a lesser opponent, and you are favored, uh, that's the game that you got to really find a way between your senior leaders to get motivated. I've, I've been there. I mean, <clears throat> it's uh, – I remember a game where we were playing the Giants. <clears throat> I was at Dallas, and I was a defensive coordinator, and Phil Sims was hurt. And, uh, God, I can't remember the backup, but, but – we were a good favorite, okay? So so we're going to win the game. Everybody's talking that way. We were thinking that way. And we went up there, and every pass that they completed was – every pass that they threw was completed. And so I just start Rolodexing through the game plan, and we, we cannot stop them. And uh, Jimmy comes on the headset and says something to the effect, well, what do we got? How are we going to stop them? And I'm looking down at the game plan, and I said, Coach, we, we're out. We are out of bullets. We, we got nothing else left. So just someone's got to, you know, bust a Gatorade table or punch a blackboard <laughs> or do something because we don't have any defenses that can stop these guys. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't about talent. It was all about just mindset. And um, so, yes, I have been in those games. Uh, and unless you are super talented and you can get it turned somehow, but if the competition is close and you fall into that trap, you got no chance. Got no chance. So there was a, a taunting penalty on Monday night that went against um, the Bears. And it's interesting, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin said, hey, we need to clean the game up. And I'm for the taunting rules. You want your guys to play with great emotion, but – you also want to keep them sort of in a box. What, what do you do? What do you say? Because you know it and I know it. Defensive yeah. players are different than offensive players. Defensive players, a lot of these guys, not that they got a screw loose, but they're playing to blow stuff up. And right. you got guys here who are willing to put their body at risk. And then you ask them, don't have any emotion. Can you coach it out of them? What, this taunting rule now, no. I, I think it's hard, Dave. Yeah, you don't want to coach it out of them. The problem was, and I don't know, I mean, if you look at the history of this kid, Marsh, he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers yes. in training camp. So he was looking over to their bench. He didn't say anything, but he was looking over there and he was sending a message there. I wasn't good enough to make plays in your mind. But here I am making plays. I don't have any question that that was the message without saying a word that he was trying to send. And he's looking at their bench. Uh, then that's, you know, I don't know if that's taunting or not. He, if he didn't say a word, he says he didn't, you know, probably not. But go make the play, do your karate kick, and then get off the field. You know, it's. I, I didn't think he needed to kind of stare down the bench. I really didn't. So I was. 
you know, obviously I was a Bears fan on that one trying to be, but, but hey, make, do your celebration and get off. But it, it's tough. You know, the, the other thing too, and I talked this morning about Michael Jordan. I remember, you know, and I had a good relationship with Phil uh, Jackson when I was coaching the Bears and he was at the Bulls. And, and we would, everybody would talk about if they needed a quick couple points, tell give Michael the ball and just tell him to drive, drive down the middle and take a shot because whether anybody touches him or not, he's going to get called for a foul. Right, right. Because, you know, they're, they're going to protect Michael Jordan. Right. You know, if you even breathe on him, you're getting called for a foul. And and I'm watching that game last night, and I see Ben get pushed, and he gets per, per, personal foul. And Justin Fields, he's looking for his mouthpiece. <laughs> he's getting his mouthpiece. He's getting his mouthpiece knocked off. But one time it looked like he's feeling on the grass, trying to pluck it, and there's no flag. So, you know, and the question was asked me, how long does it take a player before he gains the respect of the officials? It shouldn't be that way, but unfortunately it is. You know, go ahead and take a shot at Tom Brady and see how many yellow flags come out of pockets. Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) That is really funny. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um... We're halfway through the season, and I um, today on my show I gave out some you know midway point awards, and I gave my I gave my coach of the year to Cliff Kingsbury. Vrabel was second, mm. and I said, "Here's the thing that matters to me: they brought on some big money, they brought on some playmakers. Uh, you know, JJ Watt. That's a, that's that's a player that's he's a star in this league. You're in the toughest division." And he's won a game with a backup quarterback on the road. And I said, listen, I know Kyler Murray's great. But you know what was interesting with him? Coach, I didn't think Cliff Kingsbury was going to work. And in the first year, he couldn't put halves together. They'd have a great 12 scripted plays. And the second half was horseshit. And then in the second year, I felt his halves were more even. And then in the third year, this I'm like, I get complete games from him. And I want you to go back. Is that, you know, we think if a coach gets a job like Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy really wasn't ready for this job. Sean McVay's first year, that's abnormal. In your career, I think Cliff Kingsbury has been given the leash because they fired the previous coach after a year. So they weren't going to do that with Cliff. I don't think he was very good as a rookie coach. Take me. And by the way, Matt LaFleur, similarly in Green Bay, Dave. If you remember his first year, he was great in first halves. They had bad second halves. He wasn't good going in and making adjustments. Take me to your career or coaches like you've seen that we tend to think it's not a developmental league, but I think it sometimes is for players and coaches. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I I, uh, let me make comment on the Cliff Kingsbury thing for a second, because I talked to a coach up here on the staff and I, I love your vote. And last year, I was so down on Cliff because they had two. They, they played the 49ers late in the year. All they had to do was win one of those last two or three games. And they were playing teams that were out of the playoffs because and injured on top of it. They, and, and they couldn't beat them. They were not. They didn't show up ready to play. So what he did, though, said and he said, I'm going to get players that take ownership of this locker room. Yes. Chandler Jones is going to be older. And Kyler Murray is going to be older. Absolutely. But, but with that being said, with that being said, I'm going to bring in some veteran guys. They said Rodney Hudson, the center they signed, this guy is a star as far as a player and a locker room guy. You mentioned uh, J.J. Watt. How about A.J. Green? I mean, these are veteran guys that have won to some degree, but they don't have the ring and they're willing to do whatever it takes. So he, he truly Cliff, you know, brought in these veteran guys and said, Hey, I, I need help here. I need some help. I didn't put the game plan together, 
But I need guys that take ownership of this team and locker room. And it's worked. I mean, he missed the game this year because of COVID and had, you know, young kids calling plays and the guy stepped up for him. So I give Cliff a lot of credit. I love your vote. And, and yeah, I went through that too. I mean, I, my first year at the bears, I actually was the head coach and, and tried calling defenses at the same time. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate. I mean, I think I hired a lot of the guys, two or three guys that were with us at Dallas, uh, guys that I had worked with other places. So I was able to not waste time. A lot of young coaches waste a lot of time coaching the coaches. You know, somebody jumps off sides for, our, for our, uh, our listeners, our viewers. Let me make it simple. If somebody jumps off side, if you don't really go through it and talk about it to precise, what is going to be the reaction of the staff? The ball is on the ground. Somebody jumps off side. I mean, there's some coaches want to say, run a lap. Some coaches say, get back in a huddle. Other coaches say, run the play again. You know what I mean? So these are little things, but when guys are together and they've been together, boy, they, you don't have to coach your coaches. Everybody knows how we're going to react. The ball's on the ground. We're going to huddle up. We're going to run the play again, and we're going to run it, you know, whatever it might be. So the point that I'm making is a lot of these coaches hire guys that they don't know because they haven't been very experienced in the league and they haven't been around much. So they're, they're really trying to figure out the staff. I mean, look what happened here in Chicago. I mean, I mean, you know, Matt Nagy, he never worked with Mark Helfleach. He was his offensive coordinator. Uh, he never worked with uh, Vic Fangio. He was his defensive coordinator, you know, so he hired guys, uh, and then and then you're trying to feel it out and get them all on the same page. It's not easy for a guy that comes in and uh, and just doesn't have a much experience. And the guys you're talking about, they haven't been in the league that long. Yeah. So it's snowing in Chicago this weekend, huh? Yeah. Let's talk some more. I'm I'm here now. I, we can just how long you want to do? I'm. <laughs> you got me now. Come on. You know, I was saying this. Another, let's go to another topic. Another topic. Okay. How about the, the Cowboys, you know? I already talked about them. Yeah, how about their turnaround on defense? You know, I, I talked to one of their coaches. Kid have played for, and he said that uh, smart by Dan Quinn. He looked at his roster and he said, here's what we're going to do. He says, we're going to have a, if we're going to be successful, we're going to have a lot of young players, first year, second year players, a few free agents playing for us. And we have to have the old expression, Clear mind means fast feet, and we are going to keep it simple. And they run a little bit of man, mostly zone, and that's why you see the, the Micah Parsons of the world and those rookie players and those young guys playing so good and so fast. I think it was a real good decision by Dan Quinn. So, I, I, I mean, I, give, I, I haven't been a fan of, of Dan Quinn's, and I really don't know him. You know, but but I got to give him a shout out. I think he's really done a good job. Well, and also, um, I think from afar, we look at the Cowboys as a little bit meddling and dysfunctional. But they have hit four home runs in the last two years in the draft. And Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons, the yes, defensive Diggs. lineman. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, the defensive lineman from UCLA. I mean, Jesus, you go look at New England's drafts in the last seven years. They haven't they haven't hit a home run on offense since Gronk. So. You know, it, it's funny. I think sometimes 
You know, I was saying this the other day about the Rams. Everybody thinks the Rams are all star-studded. Do you realize that 14 of the 22 starters for the Rams, they drafted? Now, they went and got a great corner. And they went and got a great quarterback. But Aaron Donald, they drafted. Cooper Cup, they drafted. Now, Andrew Whitworth, a free agent. What they really did, Dave, is they went and got key positions from free agency. Left tackle, corner, quarterback. You know, it's hard to hit on those. Yep. But if you look at yep. the Rams, and I think Dallas similarly, the brand is they're meddling and they're dysfunctional. But Dave, outside of Amari Cooper, almost all their good players, they drafted. They deserve some credit for that. They do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if Jerry was drafting him on his yacht, you're right. Even if he was <laughs> picking <laughs> I think he took C.D. Lamb. He was sitting on that big yacht. I remember, and he looked up and says, I want C.D. Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, I will say this, though. Would you give him credit that he has relinquished in recent years a lot of the personnel stuff to Steven? And Steven's oh, a bright 100%. kid. Oh, 100%. You know Steven. Steven's a bright kid. Yeah. Oh, I know Steven well. Steven's a great guy. I mean, he and he's a football guy. And I remember Steven when he was just getting out of college and and, and starting up with us here at Dallas back in the day. You liked you know, him? I, I Oh, I loved him. Yeah, he's great, great person and, and, and a grinder. I mean, a football guy, too, just like his dad. But, I mean, he's uh, their personalities are different, you know. So, um, no, that's going to be interesting. I, I in, Again, in that division, they're going to have a chance, you know. They, they truly are. And, uh, God, Tampa Bay, I mean, you know, it, it's it's going to be fun. It really is. Okay, so here's a here's a topic. So I'm old school, so I'm used to seeing pocket quarterbacks, and I do realize that I've wrapped my arms around Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. And I was watching Jalen Hurts the other day for Philadelphia, and he doesn't throw a deep ball, so there's a real hole in his game. But Dave, he's productive, 22 points, 24 points, 44 points. And I watch Jalen Hurts, and I say, okay, I can't give up on him yet, Dave. All I know is this. He gets about six yards a play before contact, before contact. He is making people miss. And I think on short routes, he's accurate. Um, I think he is hard to defend. Um, I don't think they have a great offensive roster, but there's two or three players I actually think he works well with. Could you be comfortable with a quarterback if he had a hole in his game and Jalen does not throw a pretty deep ball? But his production is pretty obvious. He's a pain in the butt to defend. The Chargers struggled with him. Uh, the Lions couldn't stop him. You're seeing multiple teams now. They, they, he's getting six and seven yards pre-contact. Where are you now on Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Sounds like the story of my life with quarterbacks. Um, that's, that's the guys that I had, okay? The guys that had a hole in their game. For my whole career, I think, you know, that's the way I felt with my quarterbacks, you know, never really had a, a Troy Aikman type guy. Uh, but I tell you what, I said this early in the year that he would be replaced before the year was up, not because of his performance, because they got Gardner Minshew, Minshew is the backup and they need to get him some playing time in this system, whatever this system is that they're running. Because next year, they have a very good chance to have three number one draft picks. So they are going to have the pick of the litter at quarterback. 
And in my opinion, they need a franchise quarterback, like we're talking about with the Bears. So they need to decide. The only thing they need to decide this year, Philadelphia, I don't, they're not going anywhere. They need to decide, are they, is it going to be Jalen Hurts that they want as the backup guy, you know, tutoring this young kid, or is it Gardner Minshew? And then the other one's got to go. So that's the only decision. But Jalen Hurts, I would describe him this way. And I love the kid. Hire him to work on your podcast, and he'll make your podcast better. Whatever that kid does in life, he's a winner, and he's going to make that company better. He's going to make your team better. Is he a franchise quarterback? I don't think so. I just yeah. don't think so. And there'll be, you know, if you're behind by 10 points, is he going to take you up and down the field and make enough throws and plays? To win, I just don't think so. And I love the kid. I truly do. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, there's never been a quarterback who is great in league history who can't throw a deep ball. That's why I've always defended Lamar Jackson. Lamar can throw yeah. a deep ball. He can. Yeah, he's improved. Yeah, and he has improved. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so yeah, he's, be- a cl- he's a closer. You know, I, I've always, and think about this. Uh, and someone said to me this morning, well, how come the Bears defense couldn't shut him down? I said, because they only have so many closers. And when I talk about closers, I would always say our defensive ends, our pass rushers, and our corners are our closers on defense. And on offense, it's obviously the quarterback, and you got to have a receiver or two, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Khalil Mack didn't play for the Bears. He's a closer at the end of the game. He yeah. makes a difference rushing the passer. When you got a lead, the Bears got a one-point lead, and how are they going to get to Ben? He's not going to get away from anybody. You know where he's at. Who at that point makes a difference and closes the game out for your defense? Khalil Mack, you know, and he's hurt. So uh, I don't know. And I bring that point up because I say to myself, the Eagles are behind. Is Jalen Hurts a closer? Can he take you the length of the field? I, I haven't seen that making throws. Not running it. You don't have timeouts, and you you can't be scrambling around and running for first downs. You're going to have to make throws and make them quick. I don't see it happening right now. Okay, I'm going to have dinner. That was great. How about if I send you something from Tofano's or Gibson's down here in Chicago? (laughs) Or some deep dish pizza. I can get it there quick. You know, my wife wants to go to Chicago this weekend, and she was talking about it last night, and I don't think she knows it's snowing. In fact, she said she wanted to go, and she goes, oh, can I can I call Dave Wonstadt's wife because I don't have any friends there. And I, don't, and I said, well, I, I don't know. I think coach during the football season's in Chicago until like, don't you leave after Thanksgiving? Oh, God, no. I'm here till January, till the NFL season's over because I'm still L.A. back and forth every week. Now, Jan will head to Naples. Uh, right around Christmas time, she's gone, you know. But this coming weekend, check the weather forecast before you book a flight. But we're here, so it doesn't matter to us. We're, I'll, I'll be gone. Jan's here, so yeah, she'll be around. You look great, coach. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? I got on, I got my pit shirt on, man. Look, look, I'm gonna show. See, I got my pit on. Kenny By the Pickett. way, I like Kenny Pickett. I like, you like him. him. I, first of all, he's big. He's got a lot yep. of snaps. He's got three years of snaps. He can move. Five years of snaps. He started as a true freshman there, and he took the COVID year. Five years. He's 23 years old. I'm telling you, this kid, he's going to be a first-round draft pick at quarterback. Watch him. And you know what? He's not flashy, so he's going to go like 8th, 10th, 12th, yeah. like Mac Jones, yeah. to a better team. 
tough as nails, too. Typical Pittsburgh guy. Tough as nails. Drinks Iron City beer. It's perfect. <laughs> Give him a scholarship, Colin. <laughs> Great seeing Give him a scholarship. Coach. All right. <laughs> See you later. All right. Please subscribe to our YouTube page at The Volume Sports. It's got a lot of stuff that's really good. You'll almost get addicted to it. Plus, at The Volume Sports Instagram, rate, review, subscribe. All right. See you later. The Volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.